You're watching Profile Pod TV with Double A. And always remember to take it easy. And welcome to Profile Pod TV. I am your host, Double A, back for another spectacular episode of the pod, man. Thank you so much for being here, wherever you're tuning in from. As always, if you're on YouTube checking us out, thank you for, for being here. If you're checking us out on the audio, any of the audio platforms, much, much thank you so much. Uh, we, we got a great one in store again, you know, as we always do. Double uh, A here, you know, I love bringing the, the, the who's who's of whatever industry I am dealing with. And tonight we have the food business. Who doesn't love food? We are going to the food industry, man. So uh, real quick, guys, don't forget to uh, subscribe to Profile Pod TV on YouTube. Um, if you, of course, you see the bottom right-hand corner there. Check out the purple box, the purple logo. Click on that, subscribe, man. It's one way to show some support. I really, I'd really appreciate it. Leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, as always. Follow me on Instagram, shoot me a DM, what have you. So uh, also, if you want to be a, a guest on Profile Pod TV, and remember, you got to be doing something inspirational. You got to be doing something motivational, something amazing in the community. Maybe you're a podcaster. Maybe you're an entrepreneur. Maybe you're a business owner. Maybe you uh, wrestle grizzly bears in Alaska. <laughs> Whatever the case may be, we want you on this podcast because we want to showcase you. We want to put you on a pedestal. We want to promote you. And by the way, when you come on this podcast, this is not a one-time deal. This is an ongoing thing. I will promote you. I'll continue to share your content, uh, repost, like, follow, all that good stuff. And uh, it's an ongoing thing, man. And you look at my page, I'm you know, uh, consistently promoting my past guests, future guests, and uh, reposting their stuff. So that's a... That's something I'd like to emphasize, man, because I, 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 I'm trying to build a, a community here, trying to build a family environment where, you know, we're all helping each other out, man. And today is no exception with our guest. My man started his business during the, the COVID, uh, the 2020, the year 2020, which, uh, and he's been uh, going full throttle. He is uh, here to talk about his story, share his food, share his vision, share his story with what, how he started, man. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, please welcome my man, Nick from the Savage Kitchen. What's up, bro? Welcome. What's up, man? How you doing? Thank you for having me, bro. I really appreciate it, man. Oh, brother. No, no. Thank you so much for being here, man. I appreciate your time. The Savage Kitchen is in, is in the building, bro. I just, uh, I know you, you're from El Sereno, bro. Uh, how was your yes, day sir. in El Sereno? How was my my day living in El Sereno? Like, yeah, it, it, yeah. I mean, I mean, today... Uh, I mean, Anything well, extraordinary today, Nick? <laughs> nah, well, I, honestly, bro, I'm just, you know, trying to live life, you know, move, moved out of Sereno about three years ago, but that's that's my home. That's where I grew up at, bro. Born and raised in Sereno. Went everywhere around there, you know. Saw people hustling back in the day. And that's, that's in, like, just, like, that little spot, that little community right there, bro. They're, they're on the hustle right now, man. They're doing big things in that community, bro. You guys definitely need to check them out. You know, they got the Wednesday night market in El Sereno. Amazing, amazing vendors. 
amazing food there. Definitely give them a look, you know, if you're in the, in the area or surrounding areas, man. No doubt, man. No, I, I we met at the Stomping Ground a food pop-up a couple weeks ago, and uh, I met so many great people from that community. And you guys are doing some amazing things. Some There's some hustlers there, man. There's some people working hard, you know, going after their dreams, trying to, you know, build it and do what they got to do. And no, I, no doubt, man. No doubt. It's uh, It was a pleasure being there. And um, the Savage Kitchen, brother, tell us, before we get, get you know, get into this, uh, to the meat and potatoes of everything, Nick, tell us a little bit about <laughs> what you do, man. Tell us a little bit about the Savage Kitchen. Yeah, all right. So, you know, I've been... Uh... I've been a chef. I rose through the ranks in the restaurants. You know, I worked in the restaurant industry for a total of 12 years, right? And, you know, I, I started as a dishwasher, busting my ass, you know, did the whole shebang, bro, dishwasher prep. Like, I never had that, that, that college training, you know, this was just something I felt and it inspired me to do it, man. I, you know, I worked at, I started at Benihana. I was a dishwasher at Benihana okay. way back when, bro. And, like from that moment where I seen like, you know, I wasn't even, I was a dishwasher. I like, I seen the chefs, you know, chopping food, uh, you know, just the way they use their knives and all that stuff, you know, as from chopping vegetables to breaking down fish to breaking down steaks like that, like that drew me in. And, and that alone, like, just like, Hey dude, all right, I want to be able to do this next. This is my next thing you got to do next. And, you know, so that's, that's where I came from. And, you know, I started back in, roughly 2010, you know, okay. rose to the ranks, you know, like I said, you know, dishwasher, prep cook, and then from prep cook, I prepped all the veggies, prepped all the meat, I was at, and then I, I bust a master worked in downtown LA, I one of the most prestigious restaurants in downtown LA, which was Bottega Louie, so Bottega Louie, like, that's, okay. they're like a five-star restaurant, man, you know, great, great Italian food, they opened back in 2007, and I had the opportunity to, you know, go work on the line with, with uh, some amazing, amazing, amazing chefs that were there at the moment. And that really set the tone for where I'm at today. That I had to grow a backbone and I was on, you know, I learned from cats who've been there for years, who've been in the industry for years. And they, even though I would mess up on certain dishes, yeah, I'd get shit talked to. I was like, if you've seen that movie, that movie Chef, have you ever seen yeah. it? If, if, all right. So it was kind of like that, man. <laughs> like, oh, that's how okay. it felt. Yeah. So it was kind of like, you know, he was an exec, but like if someone messed up, you know, he'd get on their case. And yeah, I was kind of yeah. like, uh, what's his name? Uh, the Gazamo guy, Louis Gazamo? Or I forgot his name. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was kind of like him. Okay. So I was kind of <laughs> like him in the kitchen, man. Like, I was always a clown, you know, and then okay. we messed around. But at the end of the day, like, that that kitchen that line that i work with that was family besides the family i had because i would see them more than i see my own family <laughs> unfortunately yeah. that's the that's the you know that's the industry life you know you work you live breathe and bleed restaurant business when you're in it and you don't yeah, get to spend man. as much time with your own family which kind of sucks because at the end they're like the back burner which they should never be that but that's just what happens you know you got to work sometimes eight hours from eight to 16 hours a day, dude, you're yeah. closing, opening at 6 a.m. And then you work all the way to closing shift to be 12, 12 oh, at no. night. You get back up and you do the same thing over and over and over. But yeah. that gave, that's where I can honestly say that I learned the majority of my skills, bro, my knife, 
my filet, fish, breaking down cow, all that stuff, dude. Like making homemade sauces, making homemade pastas. Like they taught me a lot. I cannot, I, I do knock them for management, but other than that, you know, every every job has problems with management, unfortunately. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you but, know yeah. yeah, so that's where I came from, bro. And after I left there, it was like, I don't know, man. I like I left there and I, I loved it, but I had to leave. I had to move on because I was trying to look for something better at the moment. And and uh I just happened to see that movie Chef, bro. And that dude, like a lot of people don't say it, and I don't know, but that that inspired me. It was like yeah. this dude left the restaurant and just went full force into his food truck without a doubt. I mean, he had hesitations and stuff, but you know, he did it. And I know it doesn't life's not like a movie, of course, <laughs> but but you know. That's where I'm at right now, man. And that's between that and just going from job to job, it was like, and then I started seeing like little um, vendor, food vendors, you know, pop up everywhere, like in Osorino, Baldwin Park, Covina, Almani. I was like, okay, they're doing their thing. And it kind of like clicked in my head. It was like, well, if they can do it, and I don't know what their lives like, you know, they could be ordinary cats. They could be, you know, a full-time, you know, city employee, you know, they could be plumbers, whatever whatever it is bro but it's like if they can do this and make money and be happy at the same time what's stopping me yeah yeah no so so that clicked in my head bro and i was like i'm gonna i kept thinking about it and thinking about it for like three years dude like hesitant <laughs> three years because it was like these guys are making money but it's like if i do it you know you get that little uh like feeling like a scared little feeling like you want to do it but of course is it the right if it, is it the right move is it the right move especially with me having a family like is right. it a right move like i was literally contemplating for years about it like dude i can i know i can but it, it doesn't seem like you know i i just felt like like i wasn't going to be able to sell food that i wanted and people would actually buy it like that's where it was that was yeah. the main thing that was holding me back yeah, there's there's, so, always, there's always that voice, you know, that kind of uh, reservation that we have. Man, yeah, we're all we as an entrepreneur, man. Yeah, that's you know, you want to take that quantum leap, but there's always that little, there's always that uh, that doubt, that skepticism, that fear, whatever that may be, man. That little ounce of a hesitation before you yeah. decide to finally take that 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 leap, right? But but no, it sounds like you you finally did it, man. When did you finally decide to to say, you know what, so, that's it. So, yeah, so, I, you know, I ended up working at a, like, right before COVID happened, I was working at Disneyland in Anaheim at a oh, okay. Ballast Point, at Ballast Point Brewery. Oh, all right. So I was there, I was, you know, I was the lead cook slash uh, sous chef, kind of, there, oh. you know, running the running the day-to-day, kind of, when the exec would leave or the, the sous chef would leave, you know, I would be, be like, all right, I'm a man I look to. So I was like, all right, you know, I was there for about a year, and then... When COVID happened, I got laid out. I want to say we got out of work maybe around like late March, early April. Okay. And then um, I was actually talking to a couple of my buddies, uh, even Evil Cooks. Like they're in El Sereno oh. too. They're, they're staple in El Sereno. Yep. So I was talking to them for a cool minute, you know, just trying to like think like, how do you guys do it? Like, you know, how does it make sense? Like, like how do you guys just go out there and do this and live life and still be able to, you know, make a support your family at the end of the day. 
Like mm-hmm. that was my thing. It was like, I can go and do this, but I still need something to support my kids and support my wife too, you know? So they were just like, bro, like, like you just got to do it. You just got to, you could ask mm-hmm. all the questions you want in the world. And Let's you know, it. you could jot down all this and you could plan uh, for all this. But at the end of the day, if you're not doing it and you're not out there and you're scared, then you're never going to know. And all you're going to think is, it's just going to be a, like a figment of your imagination. Like, you know, you're just, I could have did this. I could have, yeah. you know, I could have, I should have did this at the time. And, and then I was like, you know, just one day, like I said, you know, I was talking to my buddy and I was thinking about a name, like, fuck, what can we sell? It was during summertime. So like probably end of May, like, like end of May, early June yeah. of 2020. Uh, I was already a stay-at-home dad. <laughs> like I was watching yeah. my kids all day. You know, my wife, my wife was we, going we to work. We were all there, like, bro. Yeah, so she was she was uh, still going to work though. So and okay. I was just like, I'd never been the type to be to be staying at home, you know, especially for like three months. Figure I was gonna, I didn't know it was gonna be like a whole year and a half later, but you know, yeah. I I stood at home. Did schooling with my daughter like everyone did, dude. You know, going with the kids, wake up, make sure they're ready, and all that stuff. Cooking dinners, like, like I was actually a real stay-at-home dad, and I never yeah, yeah. could place myself as that. So, I just got to talking with one of my good friends who I worked with in the past, and he was in the same thing. He worked at uh, he worked at one of the restaurants in downtown Disney too. And um, yeah, we got to talking, we got to talking. It was always like, yeah, we should do it, we should do it, we should do it. And then it came to the point where it was like you know what screw this like i'm done saying we should we're gonna do it bro <laughs> like so uh-huh. sure enough i hit him up hey i'm gonna start selling uh the cajun boils bro you start selling the short ribs you know make them like bulgogi short ribs like asian yeah. style short ribs and i'll buy all the seafood and i'll make cajun boil trays and we'll sell these and boom 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 and the first run bro like i mean i learned from that first run but that first run was like all right you know, I'm going to sell these. And um, so we kind of we kind of lost a little money just because I was like uh-huh. kind of new to it and stuff. But I was like, all right, cool. And now I know. For next time. Yeah, so we did, did it, bro. bro. We were out there. And then at the end of that day, like it felt good. It felt like, fuck, like I actually <laughs> did something like I was cooking again. Like I haven't had this Philly in a couple months and I was doing it and I was doing it for me. <laughs> it was like, wow. And then like. Dude, we sold out of everything. Like, everybody came out. Everybody came out. Like, all my friends supported. Family, his friends, his family. And we had people going from even Al Sereno, coming all the way from Lincoln Heights, bro. Like, out that way, straight downtown LA, nice. West LA, coming over to my spot. And even people like in Pomona or fucking Riverside coming all the way to my spot to get my occasion boil. Nice. And, and so they bought it, bro. And then, like, you know, I was like, shit, like, after I sold it, I was like, all right, cool. I felt good. But then I still had that voice in my head. Like, did it taste good? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. are, they, are they happy with it? Did they get uh, their money's worth? And then next day, dude, boom, boom, boom. When's your next one? We're buying three trays. We're buying 13 Whoa, trays. We're buying nice. I was like, nice, oh, hell nice. yeah, bro. So I was like, dude, like that, like that set the tone. I was like, I was pumped. I was amped. I was like, shit, like, you know, all right, I'm cool. We're going to do it again. And next week we did it again. And then. Why we did a little pop up at my brother's bar in Alhambra. We did there, we sold out there, and I was like, All right, cool. And then he had to go back to work, and I was like, All right, bro, do your thing, you know, go back to work. I'm gonna still try, you know, to sell whatever I can. 
And so he went back to work and then I started selling like little stuff here, but it was, it got to the point where it was like, all right, I did it. And now I'm like back. I felt back again. Like shit. Like what do I sell now? Like summer's over. Okay. What do I sell now? Like, you yeah. know, it's going into winter season. And I was like, dude, that like that set me back like a, a good minute. Like I had to rethink my whole strategy. I had to rethink okay. my whole menu and everything, bro. And I was like, I was in a slump. Like I was in a real slump. Okay. And it hit hard. It hit hard. And then my wife's like, hey, just you just gotta do it again. Like as much as you you think you're not gonna make it, you just gotta do it. Gotta keep like, going. Keep going. Yeah, you gotta you gotta keep going. You can't give up. This is your dream. This is what you wanted. This is what you live for, right? Yeah. She's like, Yeah. You can go and get a regular job, but then a regular job, are you gonna be happy? So you gotta stick it up, man. So you decided to keep going. Yeah, bro. Is that when you expanded your menu, Nick? Uh yeah, so I Talk yeah, about dude, that, man. Talk about how you you uh, decided to go like you got burgers. You got well, yeah. Go go into your menu a little bit. And yeah, what that looked like so, at the time. So yeah, so I was in a slump, bro. And then come, uh, like I didn't know what to sell. Like I was like, I could sell pastas. I could do freaking catering. I could do all this, but I don't know what to cook. Like, and then it's like, if I do it for twenty five people, what am I gonna cook? Uh huh. Uh, yeah, so now, oh man, what the hell? You're so I, then I, so yeah, dude. And then it came like I want to say February, February of the twenty twenty one. Literally took me a whole year to figure out this. Oh, February of twenty twenty one, dude. And it was hard. Like I was, I, re- I was ready. Like, man, f this. This shit's too hard. Like I don't know what to do anymore. Like I'm just gonna uh, go back. I'm just gonna go back. I, you were about to just call it a day. Yeah, I was gonna. I was honestly, I was gonna give up, bro. <laughs> like okay. I was at that moment where I was giving up, and, and so then, what, what uh, was it that kept you, you know, moving forward, bro? What, what sparked you? So and- what sparked me at the end of the day was just like because my daughter seen me and she seen how happy it was. Like I had her, you know, doing little chopping and you know cooking oh. with me. She was, yeah, she oh, was very happy, cool. Bro. Yeah, so she was happy. Like I said, you know, my life is kind of like the. The chef movie. <laughs> yeah, mean, yeah. So, and how's your daughter, by the way? How old is she? She's, she's ten. She's ten right okay. now. So yeah, she's probably so, she's she's helping you in the kitchen, man. She's learning something. Yeah. You're both happy, she, and that, that's a that's a special thing, right? Especially yeah, bro. So if it was a connection, bro. Yeah. Like a special connection, like, and I was like, and then she kept like every like after February, like in February, actually, her birthday was February 11th. Okay. So. I want to say maybe two days after Valentine's Day, she's like, Dad, remember you said you wanted to get a truck. Dad, remember you said mm. I'm going to cook with you. Dad, remember you said, you know, that we're going to be wow. out there and we're going to do our thing. And I was just like, I was in that slump, bro. And it was just like, when she hit me with that, I was like, wow. you know what? She hit me and it hit hard, bro. It, it hit yeah. hard. Like, that's, that's one to the heart. Like, boom. And yeah. I was like, I didn't want to see her, like, you know, daddy's a failure and stuff like that like daddy couldn't manage it or daddy couldn't do it and it was like nah oh, yeah i like nah we're gonna we're gonna do this so like i like after that moment bro i was like all right you know i'm gonna do this i was getting i was reading books like constantly recipe books freaking anthony bourdain nice. all them types of books bro and it was just like at the end of the day like these guys did what they did and they were happy and it, they it. they struggled to 
the point where they fell off the earth and they came back up and rose 10 times better. That's amazing. And, I love it, bro. And I was just like, you know, if they can do this in their yeah. situation and all the stuff that they had to do, again, who is who's there to stop me? Right. No one, right. right? Why why not you, right? Why can't you do it? Right. So why not me? So I was just like, you know what, screw this. So like February came. I started I recipe book, boom, 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 jotting down recipes. And I was trying them out. Like I had my family come over, hey, taste this, hey, try this. My wife, try this. Her friends, hey, try this, this, this. <laughs> hey, and they're like, dude, this is freaking like, why aren't you selling this? Like, I don't understand. And I was like, oh. all, right, all right, cool. And so then and then getting good response, good feedback. Yeah, getting some good getting, feedback. Yeah. So they and then I did it again. Hey, come, you know, come over. I'm gonna cook this night. You know, I'm gonna I'm going to throw down on the barbecue, you know, some, some burgers, you know, you guys have burgers, you guys down for burgers. And they're like, yeah, 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 we'll, you know, whatever you want. And I was like, all right, cool. So <laughs> then I started throwing down on burgers, bro. And I didn't want to be like, like the cat who just, you know, mustard, ketchup, lettuce, tomato, stuff like that. Yeah. And I was like, Hey, you could go to McDonald's and get that type of burger. Right. Like, I'm not going to be like that. Like, I know I have skills. I know I have recipes. And so then I was like, what goes good with like inside a burger that you could have with a beer? Yeah. And I took it back to my brewery day when I was working at Ballast Point. Okay. And I was like, so these guys messed around with some cheeses and some sauces and they were good. They sold. And I was like, I'm going to try something like that, but in my own. So then from that point, I had a Texas toast cow ghetto cowboy burger. Uh, my ghetto, so my Texas toast like ghetto cowboy burgers had, and I was like messing around, messing around with the different aiolis, and I was like, I'm just gonna try a chipotle aioli. Sure enough, you know my chipotle aioli was fire. Spread that on, spread that on buttered toasted Texas toast. Uh huh. Spread that. Did some arugula. I did uh, eight eight ounce patties at the time. So this okay. was eight ounce patties. I did um, tomato. Uh, fried shallots and then i made my homemade barbecue sauce which is you know my homemade barbecue sauce that everyone's like dude we need that recipe we need that recipe. untouchable it's like, untouchable like, like nah that, that that that's that goes in the in the safe like no one's <laughs> yeah that's yeah. in the safe like i'm locking that down nick so, man I, I, I don't, i'm sorry man i don't mean to interrupt no no go ahead go ahead no i, I wanted to ask you man so so at that point in February, you decided, okay, I'm gonna do this. You start, you got a, you look, researching recipes. People are tasting your food. You're getting great feedback, man. And is that so? It sounded um, sounds like that's when you decided to really uh, start these new, you know, burgers, the smash burgers, and like the one you just mentioned, and you started expanding your menu. Well, yeah, actually, so I started expanding my menu because this was before I did smash burgers. Okay. So this was just gourmet burgers, like. Like, I would just, you know, gourmet burgers, brioche bun, Texas toast. And I sold them once, and then people were like, dude, we need them fries. Like, yeah. I, I was selling, like, like potato fries. Like, they were good. They were, like, way better. They're, like, curly fry, curly fry style, but uh -huh. better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. I was, I was like, all right. I did one pop-up for my pad, and, like, dude, I had people coming through. Only through. All right, boom, boom, boom. And I sold out. I was like, okay, nice. cool. And then it just so happened that my brother's girlfriend her parents owned the village mart in El Sereno off Soto. Okay. So they, uh, before COVID happened, they used to do uh, pop-ups. Like people would come and boom, ran out of space. You set up, you do pop-up. And that's Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. 
And so she would come and she tried my burger. She's like, dude, this was freaking sell. Like this burger was sell. Like, so I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll set some we'll set something up. And I still need to, you know, write down a few more recipes and you know get the ball rolling on this because everyone loves it. And I sold out yeah. on my pop-up, my little my little mini pop-up here. It was like to go orders, but I sold out. And so I was like, all right, you know, I then she was I went to go talk to them and then they're like, all right, what do you sell? And I was like, I sell gourmet burgers. And they're like, okay, what's that though? I'm like, so you get a burger restaurant style for half the price instead of paying all the restaurant fees. And instead of paying for like a drink or a server, I'm giving you directly. Uh -huh. So they're like, oh, yeah, no, yeah, all right, cool. We're going to test them out. We'll test them out. So I was like, okay. All right then, but it just so happened that someone on her side was a vegan too. So he's like, dude, I don't eat meat. I was like, you know what? I never considered that. Oh, I never considered. Yeah. I never considered that. So I was like, you know, I was just thinking like I could sell burgers, like these burgers are bomb, but I never considered having a, a vegan, a vegan burger, burger on the menu. And now yeah. you have one. So now I do. So this. Uh -huh. So <laughs> I tested out. Like I said, you know, I did the the ghetto cowboy burger, the homemade Texas sauce one. I did a. I expanded my menu, and this is where I was jotting my ideas down. I was like. I remember back in the day, I used to make a Juicy Lucy burger. Okay. So a Juicy Lucy burger would be the, you know, cut open the burger, the cheese oozing out in the middle and all that oh, stuff. Oh, man. Yeah. So I was like, I can do that. I know how to do it. I know how to form the patties. And I just happened. I was like, all right, I'm going to try this out. Boom. So I did my Juicy Lucy. I, you know, it was like two ounce patties each. I stuffed it with jalapeno, stuffed it with cheddar cheese. And I was like, all right, I'm a, this could go with like a jalapeno aioli. Like, uh -huh. you know, so because I got jalapenos in there, you give it a little spice. And then so I made the patty, jalapeno aioli, stuffed cheddar cheese, and then I did pepper bacon. So nice. when you bite into it, bro, you get everything at once and you Gosh. still have that cheese, that cheese just oozing out of your patty. It, it looks phenomenal. I, like, which, it, which, which one is this, Nick? Which burger? It's the Juicy Lucy. So Juicy, Juicy Lucy. Lucy. Yes. Okay. Because I know I tried when I was at your pop-up uh, that day, I tried your smash burger. Um, I want to say. I think you tried the spicy cowboy. Spicy cowboy where there was a jalapeno in there. Yeah. Um, right. And oh, that that was just phenomenal, man. Yeah. So Delicious, this is it, bro. Yeah. Thank you, bro. I appreciate that. I really do. So yeah. I had this juicy Lucy. I made this, and then since the vegan, I was like, "What can I do for a vegan?" Hmm. Portobellos are vegan, right? Uh huh. Uh -huh. So grilled portobello. Hmm. I did arugula. I did a. Was it um. Just like a regular, a like a regular kimchi aioli. Okay. And, you know, just chopped up kimchi, mixed it with mayo, stuff like that. And then I was like, "What can I put on the sauce, like to coat the, to coat the, to coat the portobello?" I'm like, "It's just plain. I can't just grill it plain." So then that's when I had I had thought about it. I was like, "I could use an Asian, like an Asian. I thought Asian cuisine. I was like, you know, I'm just gonna do Asian." Uh -huh. So did my Asian little sauce on it, dude. Did uh like mirin, soy sauce, um, stuff like that. Mix it in, coated the patty, grilled it, pickled onions, pickled jalapenos, pickled cucumber. Jeez, man. Pickled carrots. I'm getting hungry, brother. 
<laughs> so that, that sold out. So between the Texas or the Ghetto Cowboy, the Juicy Lucy, the the vegan patty, and then I just had a regular one for people who like regular patties. And I was like, all right, cool. So now I'm ready. Now I'm ready. I have my menu up. I'm ready. So I talked okay. to Village Mart again. And then I'm like, hey, man, I'm ready when you guys are. All right, cool. Boom. April 1st. Nice. Come down. And I ran it out because they have a, they have a, was it like a little uh, trailer, a food trailer. Okay. So it's a, uh, go in, you know, they have the fryer there, the flat top. It's kind of like a food truck, pretty much. So dad's like, yeah, you can use this. I was like, yeah, I can, you know, (laughs) might as well. I mean, if it's here, you know, how much do you want for you? He's like, we'll talk about particulars later, you know, I was like, all right, cool. So that date was set April, I think it was April 1st or something. Uh Uh-huh. Dude, like I had made over 150 to 200 patties by hand. Wow. The night before. And that goes for all the, I had four burgers on my menu, including fries. So I um, I was like 150. All right, cool. I I didn't think I was going to sell out, bro. People, they let everyone know three, literally three and a half hours sold out. Awesome, man. That's awesome, man. So, so here we are, Nick. You're, you're, you know, it's May fourth now. You've just you've been doing pop ups now, and you're continue to do them, man. I, I'm curious, man. So, growing up in El Sereno, how do you think growing up there uh, has influenced or maybe prepared you uh, to as an entrepreneur, man? Like, what, what kind of skills do you think? What kind of influence um, have you noticed, man? That that growing up in El Sereno provided for so, you? So, like, back then, bro, like, I'm not going to say I had a, a hard childhood because I can't. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, my dad worked for the city. My mom, you know, she she owned a daycare. She did her thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, we lived in a, on a decent side of El Sereno. It wasn't, like, the most, like, there's still gang violence and all this stuff there. Yeah. But... And I still went to Wilson, you know, did that okay. whole shebang over there, went to Sierra Park, when I was in middle school. And, you know, I grew up, I grew up in there. I had friends, you know, who grew up with me, who are unfortunately are not here today. Mm. So it was just like, you know, seeing that, yeah. like seeing both of my parents and yeah, even though they work for the city and my mom has her own daycare, like they had a bus for us. They did. Mm-hmm. And to provide for not only me, but I had three other brothers. Okay. So, like, yeah, it was, it's like, I'm the second oldest. My other brother, you know, he's out there in Riverside right now. Then I have my two younger brothers still living in Alhambra. But, so they provided a a good life for us, in a sense. Um, But uh, there has been moments where, like, for me, I would say I struggled a lot with uh, school in particular. Like, I I was that kid who was, like, not so much a jokester, but just more like, like teacher told me to do something. I was like, nah, like after you, I'm not going to do it. Like, I don't see the point at the end of the day. So it was always a, like always a communication with my parents. You know, I was the one who got disciplined the most. I was the second kid, the second child. <laughs> the middle, you know, the middle child. Middle man. child. So you right. need, like anyone out there who knows what the middle child lifestyle is, you know, you know where I'm coming from. You yeah, get, you yeah. get, you get disciplined the most, you get, you get the blame from the younger siblings <laughs> on you. You're not even there half the time. You still get blamed for it. So, you know, that's that's where I was. And 
I think when I was in Wilson, like from going from Al Sereno to not giving, you know, two fucks, like detention every day, dude, late notices every day, mm. ditching school every freaking day. And yeah, like not completing assignments. Like, I don't even know how I freaking graduated, to be honest. Like, <laughs> like all, freaking hey, middle, all middle school is a blur, dude. High school. I went in, you know, got, you know, you get caught up in the scene, you know, you're smoking weed, you're partying, you want to be out there with your friends instead of, of course. paying attention in class, you know? So that's where I was at. I was partying with my friends, ditching every day, going to ditch parties back then. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so Wilson was my first year at ninth grade. Uh, well, ninth and like half a tenth. Then I went to home studies. And then from home studies, I did a half a semester. And then 11th grade, I went to Alhambra. Got kicked out of Alhambra, ended up in continuation oh. and senior year. So I was like, you know, bouncing, bouncing, bouncing. And like, yeah. it came, like, I don't know what it was, dude, because I was still doing me. Like, no, I was like, shit, I'm, in, I'm a senior, you know, even if it's continuation. Like, I get out at, at 1230 in the afternoon. I have the whole fucking day while these other guys are still, you know, in school. Like, I can go do what I want, freaking. I would right. go party with my friends, go smoke, go drink, go do all this stuff, dude. And I don't know. I can't say. I think it was the fact that in continuation, um, like, I seen, because I still have friends like who go to different schools. And they're like, dude, they're like seniors. They're graduating. They're all going to college and stuff. And me, I was that guy like, nah, I'm all about partying. Like, I don't want to do that. Like, college <laughs> is not for me. School was never yeah. for me. School was never for me. I always had a hard time. So what's the what's the point of you know even trying to further my career by going to college for four years? Right. Like I don't I don't see the point. So, but I've seen that how they excited and how their parents are so excited. Was, hey, you got accepted to UC Irvine. You got accepted to Berkeley. You got accepted to Stanford. You know UCLA. Whatever it was. And I was like, I can't give my parents that moment. I can't. Mm-hmm. As much as I've seen them struggle back in the day to where I used to live in a an apartment off the alley hearing gunshots every day mm. like to go to sleep instead of uh, the music it'll be the helicopter that would put me to sleep yeah, <laughs> like yeah. the ghetto bird so it was like things like that like i can't give you guys you know what you want i'm not gonna even try because there's no point at this moment mm-hmm. like I can't that was sleep. your that was your mentality back then that yeah was that was my mentality you know you're young you're young yeah. you don't you don't think about you know the consequences that affect it after so yeah. you know and then it came, I think it was probably, I want to say the second semester in January. Um, they were like, hey, we're going to hold you back. Like, mm-hmm. You're not going to graduate. You're not going to walk across stage. You're going to have to repeat the whole summer. And all uh-huh. year, you're, you're back. I was literally behind by like 250 credits. Oh. To graduate. What? To graduate. 250 credits. Huh? <laughs> no, Only yeah. 250. Huh? Yeah. Wow. So so what happened? So what, what so what did you end up doing? I was like, like my dad was just like, hey, I, you're almost 18, dude. It's your lifestyle. You know, you do what you want at this point. Like, wow. I'm I'm gonna tell you one thing though. When you're 18 and you're here and you're not working, you can go live on the street for all I care. Like, you know, I already did my job raising you. Yeah. And my pops was like, he wasn't like he was there, but he was the type that like if you fucked up, that you know you're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna get beaten. Back then, when they used to consequences. Yeah, back, exactly. Back then, when you they would you know backhand, bow, and stuff like that. It wasn't so, that I got you. So it was like back then, bro. Where 
And I was like, it was just like an everyday beating at this point. I was like, okay, hey, like, hey, it's going to be yeah. different from yesterday. It's not going to be different from tomorrow. You know, go ahead and beat away if you want. Like, at this moment, wow. I don't I don't care. Yeah, and, yeah. And I was just like, fuck this. Like, fuck that. Like, I'm leaving. I, I don't give a fuck. Like, my friends said I could go live with them, this and this and that. And and then it's, I think I just woke up on in January one day and I was like, my cousins, my cousins who were partying with me, who are the same age as me. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm graduating and you're not. How does that make you feel? Wow. I was like, he, he's like, you, I did the same shit you did. I, we partied together, you know, we, we, we broke into stores. We did all that, did all that stupid <laughs> thing. But yet I'm still graduating, bro. I don't understand. Like what, what is your plan? And I was like, I just, I'll live whatever lifestyle, you know, comes to me. But then I, that night, I think I just laid in my bed and I was like, I had a, something had to change. I was like, I don't know, something clicked the next morning. I was like, man, fuck this. Like, I'm just going to have to bust my ass now. Like I need that. I, it's not a degree, but I need my diploma. Yeah. Because I need that. At back then, it was like the high school diploma was like you can't even get a fucking job if you don't have a high school diploma. Yeah. So, so you get in the high before, gear, and you buckle down, and dude, I was doing just like back then. Like this is why this explains why I can manage doing twelve to sixteen hour shifts. I, I was going to school from six six o'clock in the morning to nine o'clock at night, going to going home, doing homework to two a.m. and waking wow. up every day. Wow, doing the man. same thing every day for like so six months that, until June, right? Six months until June, and that day of the graduation, that day of the graduation, dude, I, I had submitted my my last project Unreal, for class, man. and it was just like my my teacher was a hard ass, like she really was. She was like, I can't pass you if you don't do this and this and I and I was like, it was literally an hour before graduation, I submitted it and. I put in, it was like back when we had the floppy disk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you used to have to load stuff on there. So I had to do some type of slideshow. And for some reason, it was working fine in my house. Take it to the teacher. She's like, it's not working. I can't, I can't grade it. I was like, oh. hey, fucking kidding me. Like, I busted my ass. She's like, but I'm clicking it. And it's like, not, I guess the screens are not like switching over automatic. Yeah. Like, I got the manually. I was like, she's like, I can give you a, a C plus. I was like, I'll fucking take it. Like, that's <laughs> literally all I need to graduate. Oh, man. Bro. So she hey, wrote it down. Boom. Shot it to the principal. He's like, all right, go get your gown. Wow. Go get your, your hat. Be back here in 30 minutes to cross the stage. Literally, like, like the last, like on graduation. Literally. Literally, bro. Hey, you so did it, man. Day, I did it. But prior to all this, you know, I've seen the struggle that my parents had to deal with as we were raising up like yeah. we had one car my dad had just got back in the city i think in 91 like he got he got a he applied and he got the job in 91 so we had one car it was me uh my older brother and my younger brother who was just born my mom driving him to work at 4 30 in the morning yeah. in one car coming waking us all up putting us in the car bringing us back home all right you guys go to sleep for a half hour wake up go to school my mom goes yeah. back to her job at a school and then she was just like she just quit she just happened to quit yeah. she she couldn't do it one day and so she started um she started doing a like 
childcare for like the neighbors yeah. or mm-hmm. friends or parents and stuff. Right. So that happened, and when I seen that, I was like, I woke up one day like, who, who's this kid in my in my room? I was just <laughs> like, why is this dude in my room? And she's like, I gotta do this, Neil. I'm sorry, but you know, yeah. we live in this house. I need to make money. Your dad has two going on three jobs already, including this oh. one he had in the city already, and yeah. we have one car. Mm. So she's like, we have to do, we have to sacrifice. And, you know, we lived through that sacrifice. Like me and my brothers, we lived through it, dude. Like, came to a point where it just like, it was getting too much for me to, like, she was taking care of 25 kids at one time. Wow, man. Yeah. Inclu- including us four. So there was like kids constantly, dude, every day, all day, all there. And, like at the at the time, I was like, man, fuck this. Go get a fucking regular job. Like I'm sick of these fucking kids being in my room. Yeah. Like you know, I don't have no privacy when I come home. That's why I'm always outside on the streets and shit. Right, and right, right. So you know, so it came to a point where she's like, all right, you know, I'm gonna go. She was, I think, she started going back to college at thirty-seven. Uh-huh. At thirty-seven, uh-huh. a complete life change. Doing college, mm-hmm. coming back home, still doing work, doing homework. Till like you know three four in the morning going back to school early in the morning taking me to school my brother taking my dad still to work at that yeah. four thirty in the morning type like it was a struggle bro it was hard like that's like like that's what i could say was hard and that's where i could say you know i could see how they struggled at that moment and how it was just from my setting from my lifestyle now like it was like it was inspiration. Like, that's what kind of like, even though I didn't think about it at the time when I started Savage Kitchen, yeah. it was just kind of like one of those things where it's like, it's kind of embedded in you. You've seen what the struggle is. Right. And you've seen how your family did. You've seen other families do it. So it's kind of embedded you. Like, you have your auntie struggling and your, your cousin, your grandma, they were all in the same thing. I mean, you know, they're all struggling at the same time and they were still hustling. Like, they never stopped. They're still hustling. Like, till this day, they're still hustling, bro. So, I can't say, like, I don't have it in me. It was just more of, like, a fear. If I'm going to make it, if I'm going to succeed. No doubt. So, that's that's where I could see it came from, bro. Yeah. No, no, you... You definitely had a, a, a an education growing up, man, in, in many facets. You saw your, your your parents struggle. You saw them work hard. So yeah, man, you had a uh, what an amazing uh, influence. What an amazing upbringing that you had, man. It's because, like I said, man, you 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 saw many things, man, and you gained a lot of perspective, right? You, you gained a lot of uh, you know from that experience. You saw, you saw what it takes, man. You saw the struggles. You you lived through it, man. And now, yeah. And, and as an entrepreneur, man, there's there's a, I think there's you know there's it's it's hard. It's not easy for sure, but but you you know how to overcome, man. You know how to persevere, and I think that's kind of uh, I see you know you applying those experiences now as you as as you run your own business, man. Mm-hmm. Nick, what what are you? What are some future plans now? Uh, for the, the Savage Kitchen, man, because now you're you're, you're getting be, you're becoming more established. You're working hard. You're, you're growing it. You're expanding. You're taking those steps moving forward, bro. But what what are some things that you would like to see for the Savage Kitchen going forward, man? Or what are some some uh, kind of maybe some short term goals for the Savage Kitchen? Short term goals, bro. Honestly, I just want to get the Savage Kitchen where from where it's at right now to. 
I want to be able to go worldwide with it. To be honest, like you know, a lot of people, a lot of people who start up restaurant businesses or even food businesses, like they tend to. Well, the way I've seen it is that you go corporate, like they grow up, they grow up in the kitchen, bro, and it like family, you know, is all behind you and they're working with you because it's 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 a family owned business. Yeah. But I just see it's like they not to say that if it works out for them where they they can have a restaurant secluded to one area like that's great you know that's great that's 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 your market right there you want to seclude it to one area by all means go for it you know do your thing but for me i don't i can't see myself secluded just to one area even though at the moment you know i go back and forth from el sereno to baldwin park but my homestead is baldwin park I grew up okay. in El Sereno and I never forget it. I'll never forget what I came from and all that stuff. <laughs> that's you know, that's that's the past though. That's where I'm looking at. And I don't want to be secluded just to Baldwin Park. Like at the end of the day, I want to take Savage Kitchen on the road. I want to be able to take it to Frisco. I want to be able to take it to San Diego. And the only way I can see myself doing that is buy a food truck. Buy a food truck. That's the only reason I can see it because with the food truck, you can go, you can go worldwide. You can go nationwide. You know, you take it wherever you want. And I just see like Savage Kitchen going out that, that way. Like right now I've seen it going down that route where if I have one truck, you know, I don't have to, I can seclude one truck to LA. I can seclude one truck to Diego or, you know, vice versa, you know, they can go wherever, but I just don't want to be stabilized to, be exclusively in one part like You're that's where big, i feel man. yeah that's where like i feel you said, worldwide yeah because once for me i just feel like if i'm if i secure it to one area i don't feel like i'm doing um well savage kitchen a favor by doing that like, right you know you, you don't know? want to limit yourself you, 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 yeah you're, you're thinking on a global scale, man, you're big, man, and that's great. You know, you you want to you want to get yourself out there. You don't you want to you're not you're not narrowing yourself down. Yeah, especially just because at the end of the day, the like picture. I got to because at the end of the day, bro, I'm doing this. Yeah, you know, it is mine. I can say that I do own Savage Kitchen. It is mine, but this is going towards my kids. Of course, like of course. you know, and. My kids, they love exploring. So why am I going to have them, you know, work in a restaurant where they're only secluded to that one spot? Like, my daughter could go take a car or a van, my, one of my trucks, actually, when she gets older. Hey, Dad, I want to go on a trip, but I want to be able to, you know, sell food and stuff like that. Hey, go ahead. Yeah. Take take the truck where you want. Okay. Or go cater, go cater an event where you want, bro. Like, that's, that's where I see for Savage Kitchen in the future. And that's my goal, man. I just want to have, like, food trucks because... I think for the more the more you um, travel and make yourself known worldwide, not only do you get known, but you have different experiences with different people who could try your food and you know oh, they yeah. like you like and that's the that's one of my goals too. Like I love when people try my food and even though I don't eat it as much, <laughs> I, I taste it. I taste as I go. I taste as I go. But when I get a compliment, whether it be from, you know, you or even my brother or, you know, someone close, someone who doesn't even know the family, someone who never heard of me is like, dude, this is 
this is really good. I don't understand why you're not taking this out here. Or they really love this at this place and you, you should post up over here. Or, you know, at this yeah. one. And it was like, I mean, I kind of get it. I, I still have that little saying in my head. It's like, like this still kind of holds me back at the end of the day. But, like, that's just that's just a little voice in my head that's like, I, it's, I could say it's probably like just a little fear. Like everyone has fear inside of them. There's of course. Man. Everyone has fear. You can't live without fear. So it's like. We're only human. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, bro. I'm, I'm just trying to take this worldwide yeah. as much as I can, as far as I can. No, that's great, man. That's great, brother. I know, you know, a couple, couple questions uh, before we wrap it up, Nick. Um, what, um, what, let me ask you, man, a little bit about, a little bit more about yourself and uh, what, what's your favorite movie? Right now, favorite movie. Or all time? Do you have an all time favorite movie? Oh, my all time, bro, Godfather. <laughs> oh time. yeah, yeah. Godfather, man. Godfather two, especially like that's my that's my all time Godfather two. Love that. God, love like that. you could like catch me watching that on holidays, weekends, you know, whenever it's on. I have a, I have the whole series on on yeah. DVD still, so it's like it's on my Amazon Prime books. It's on it's on everything, dude. No doubt, no doubt. That, that that's my go-to movie, though, because yeah. it like it just like yeah, it's a lot of you know, uh, gangster vibes and stuff like that. But the way I see it, Michael Corleone, he's a hustler at the end of the day, dude. No, of course, like, the, the themes, like, the principles behind it. Yeah, behind those that movie, uh, you know exactly the message and all that good stuff, man. Yeah. yeah, he was a very entrepreneur, man. He's an entrepreneur at the end of the day, like exactly, bro. So that's that's like I can I can I, I could say I could watch that I've watched that movie like every freaking day since about maybe I was like eight years old. Eight years building old. an empire, so now, yeah. yeah. There you go, bro. That's how that's, an that's the way I want. I, just, I need to build an empire. I was just watching Scarface, man, a little bit, a little while ago. Oh, there you go. See, there you, you know, go. Kind of similar, another similar yeah, another, another hustler. One. Nah, no doubt, Nick. No, that's a good one, man. No, no doubt. Uh, and what, what, what? So if I go in your car right now, man, what, what, what do you got bumping in, as far as music, man? What does Nick got in there? Music, uh, genres. I like like '90s hip hop. I like oh, uh, I like some soul music. I like oldies. I even have a little like Metallica and stuff like that when I want to get like you know yeah. hyped up and stuff, but. Like, yeah, it's usually 90s hip-hop, bro. Like, I grew up, like, from 90s to 2000, so just all that, like, era. But as I was starting Savage Kitchen, actually, and I don't know if you notice in a lot of my videos that I post or stuff like that on Instagram, but is Nipsey Hussle. Oh, okay. So when I started Savage Kitchen, I was actually listening to a lot of Nipsey Hussle, and not just not just because he was i mean he's dope but if i actually would like drive on my drive home from from anaheim from disneyland late at night that was my go-to was nipsey hustle just because not like a lot of his songs they're like you know getting money this and this and that or gang violence but like there's i would say probably like a good 70 percent of his songs 70 percent out of all the songs that he did they're talking about his grind, his hustle, how he came yeah. out, all those struggles, and and yeah. between that, bro, and between you know the whole like wondering if I should do this and all that stuff, like that dude, like 
I mean, he inspired me a lot. Like his words resonated with me in a good way, yeah. in a real way, in a great way. And I, like till this day, dude, that is my, like, that's my dude. <laughs> like, yeah. R.I.P. Nipsey Hussle. But like, he was like a platform for me to look towards. Like, this guy came out the hood, like legit yeah. the hood. He came from gang violence, grew mm-hmm. an empire, grew a freaking empire with his brother and all that stuff. And still gave back to his hood. Unfortunately, you know, things happened, but yeah. this dude was like, when he, when I listened to his music, it was just like, dude, like I could, I could relate to, to a good amount of it. Like, you know, exactly. and I grew up kind of like in the same era as him. So it's like, like this, when he passed, I was just like, dude, like, yeah. like it sucked yeah. and it hurt. But at the end of the day, like, like he did what he did, bro. And I can never say that he wasn't one of the greatest rappers that I ever heard of. Besides Tupac, besides Biggie, the West Coast, like, like Nipsey Hussle's my dude. Like, anyone could talk shit about him, but that dude helped me through some dark times. Like, as much as they say, you know, oh, he only says this and then he talks about this. Like, no, you need to really listen to what he's saying in order sure. for you to understand. So that's that's what's in my music and my libraries right now. That's automatic, bro. All right, all right, yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, Nipsey Hussle's, he's a great one, man. Great one, man. He's a uh hustler and you know like you said he, he built an empire um what uh before we go man uh where can the good people follow savage kitchen where can they find you where can they connect with you nick go ahead and give them the rundown brother for sure so you can follow my instagram page at the underscore savage underscore kitchen that is where you'll find most of my events going on you can see most of my menus and most of my food pictures if anyone's looking for that as well you can also follow my personal page, uh, Chef Nick Munoz. It, it also is on Instagram. And then for those of you who only have Facebook, you just look up, type in The Savage Kitchen, and I'll pop up on there too. Um, also, like all my information's on both of my Instagrams, how you get in contact, email, phone number, texting, direct message me. And thank all you guys you know, for coming out, whoever came out today to watch this live i really appreciate it and hopefully one day you guys come out and enjoy some bomb smash burgers and some loaded fries and i'll be adding to the menu this summer as well i got books written down a recipe like you guys don't even know like there is so much that i have planned for this summer and i can't wait to to show you guys my skills and show you my love through my food for you guys and you know see your guys's faces at the end of the day which once I see that perfect smile from anyone, whatever customer, whoever comes, like that inspires me just to keep going. And that's my daily. And at the same time, when you guys do come, give a shout out to my daughter. She's my day one and she's my little sous chef. Oh, man. Beautiful, man. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, there you heard it. What's your daughter's name, by the way? Malia. You can catch her. She'll be at most of the festivals, food festivals. She'll be on my truck one day when I do have it. And okay. she'll be my ride or die right there. There it is. <laughs> There it is, man. No, man, Nick, I, I tasted your food, man. It's phenomenal. Ladies and gentlemen, I can I can vouch. If you haven't tasted it, you got to go check out the Savage Kitchen. Go check him out. Go place your order. Go follow him and go get acquainted with my man because he's going places. The, the Savage Kitchen is going to be a, a household name very soon. So check it out, Nick, man. I want to thank you for your time, man. Thank you for sharing. And uh, man, I wish you nothing but you know, the best, the most success, the most luck. And man, you know, you can always, you're always welcome back here, man. 
the welcome to the uh, profile pot TV family right here with double A, man. So I'm going to continue to support you any way I can, brother. So once again, thank you so much for coming hey, on. Thank you, bro. I really appreciate it. Before I go, though, whoever wants to come, I am having a pop up at Stomping Grounds on May 30th as well. From one to five, you guys can try my burgers and 20 other vendors who are amazing as well. Come out and support small business as always. Thank you, Double A. I really appreciate it. Thank you for putting me and a lot of other people on the map, you know, in this world. Wow. I really appreciate it, bro. No, you're welcome, man. You're welcome, man. And, and that's what it's all about. Let's help each other out. Let's build, build community. And let's keep let's keep grinding, bro. Keep going after our dreams, man. So once again, thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, there's Nick Munoz, owner, operator of the Savage Kitchen. Again, go check him out. Go fix his food, place your orders because he is going places, man. For myself, I'm Double A. Don't forget to subscribe and to uh, right here on YouTube. Leave me a rate and review. Give me a follow. Follow me on Clubhouse, tw Twitter, Instagram. Send me a DM. And also, if you wish to be on this podcast, just like my man Nick, doing something inspirational, doing something for the community, following his dreams, hit me up and we'll, we'll work something out. For Nick Munoz, I'm Double A saying always remember to take it easy mm -hmm.